Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. I found the button this week. I did it. I found the button. Sarge is capable of finding buttons now. Yes. The boy is capable of learning and growth. And I'm also joined by the mysterious L. <laughs> Beautiful babies. <laughs> little, little Star Fox speak for you for my uh, Super Nintendo heads out there. Nice. <laughs> Do a barrel roll. But that was before. That was when you had to read about the barrel roll. The Pe- 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 oh, right. uh, Pe- uh, Peppy or whoever could not yell at you to do a barrel roll. You, <laughs> you had. Slippy, Peppy, Bub, whoever it was. I couldn't remember. Is it the is the rabbit's name Pepper or Peppy or Pe- Pe- Pepper? Uh, yeah, I think the rabbit's name is Pepper. Yeah, mostly I confused uh, which of those two animal people told you to do the barrel roll. I think it's probably both of them over the course of the game. Everyone, Everybody wants you to barrel roll. Yeah, there's so many barrel rolls. That's what it's all about. Gotta, gotta hit the barrel roll. Gotta, but yeah, before they could scream movement. at you to yell a barrel roll of full voice acting, they needed you needed to read about the barrel roll because all they could say was dip, 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 dip. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yes, that was the that was the hell we lived in before we obtained actual audio uh, capabilities in our video games. Dude, the early nineties were buck wild. Do you remember those like VR machines that you had to like actually stick your human head into and like yeah, you know, it was like oh, it's like I'm really inside of the world's worst worst rendered tank. It was like simultaneously <laughs> incredibly crappy and incredibly impressive impressive at the same time. And in a post COVID world, the idea of my head and eyeballs being that close to where somebody else's head and eyeballs were is just astonishing. I'm just like, wow, yeah. could you imagine? Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let me smash my eye slime into somebody else's eye slime. There's no way that could end up bad. 
No yeah, you suppose when you go to like PAX East or whatever these days, uh, there's still people with VR headsets trying to get you to try their demo in the in the post rotor world. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, put this put this headset on that thirty other people have used. Uh, no, hard pass. It's like making no, out with you. every stranger's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's unpleasant <laughs> for so many reasons. <laughs> Oh, I, I like I like how we always start uh, start every episode talking about complete nonsense in in a segment that we should not officially call the amuse amuse bouche. <laughs> it's like it's like yeah before before we get to talking about stuff that's even even supposed to be kind of related to QAnon, instead we're just going to babble about Star Fox in the early nineties. Yeah, hey guys, remember how cool it, Vanilla Ice was and everybody loved it. <laughs> I believe you mean V Ice. Remember how, uh, I mean, VI sounds like a different thing altogether. It, it either sounds like a Shadowrun or a, or a Netrunner reference or uh, some sort of sex thing, and neither of which I'm necessarily interested in at this point in my life. No. I, uh, I, I All I remember about Vanilla Ice was, like, the story of the legend of him was, that, like, one, like, that, that Ice Ice Baby was not the song they were trying to get promoted. That was, like, the actual B-side to an A-side nobody ever heard. And then, like, yeah. one, one college disc jockey was just like, this song blows, and just flipped it to the B-side, which was Ice Ice Baby, and made the guy's career. So, like, thanks, that guy, for unleashing Vanilla Ice on us. <laughs> no good so and so I remember in grade school someone shaved vanilla ice into the back of their head they actually they were actually rocking the vanilla ice haircut that's how that's how like hip he was to us like eight or nine year olds <laughs> he like, uh oh, he yeah. sure did derail that ninja turtles 2 movie I mean gr- gr- <laughs> like that that was like top level marketing decision for people that weren't him but at the end of the day he is the one it's just he like got- hey none of you none of you ninja turtles get to use your weapons and also vanilla ice is here for a music video I was going to say, he got paid a cool million dollars to uh, do that. So. MC Hammer was supposed hey. to be in the Biker Mice from Mars movie. There was supposed to be a Biker Mice from Mars movie? No, that was all made up. But imagine imagine the world we live in where it was so plausible <laughs> that you had, to, you had to ask instead of just being like, that's bullshit. Nobody ever wanted that. <laughs> I mean, I wanted that. Me. Yeah, I mean, I would watch it. If they made it today... Even with an MC Hammer cameo, like, let's yeah. go. I, I am in for it. Let's get ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, everything old is new sure. again. Russia's the bad guy again. It's like like people are talking about nuclear war pretty frequently. It's sweet. Yeah, call yeah. Mr. T. What, Chuck, Chuck Norris and Mr. T are due for a renaissance, right? Like, Yeah, I feel, I feel like there are a lot of fools right now that are going unpitied. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's uh, let's fucking f- let's let's forward uh, let's forward ahead, which is a term always forward, I'm, never I, backwards. Oh, oh, always forward ahead uh, yes. to see a boosh for the week. <laughs> it's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse bush. <laughs> so, so Doctor Ross fucked up. We're just gonna leave. It. <laughs> What what an, insa- what an insane thing to get to talk about this week. Mike, why is Dr. Oz fucked up? <laughs> because uh, for some odd reason, um, a, a quote came up from him where he was explaining like where like incest is or is not a problem with families. And he was just like, yeah, like past first cousins, really no big deal. And like, 
I can understand, like, if you were, like, a doctor and you were, like, trying to talk about this on, like, the doctor level, that's, like, okay. But for some reason, our boy Oz decided that just, like, after making that statement, (laughs) which was correct, he needed to, like, I don't know, explain himself more. And then he got into this whole thing about how, like, the closer you are biologically connected to somebody else, like, you smell bad to that other person. And he was just like, my daughters, my daughters hate the way I smell. And he was just trying to explain, like, the reason why, like, my my doctors won't find me, my daughters don't find me attractive because to them, I stink because we're too closely related. And it was just like, yo, Doc Oz, I didn't need to know about your man musk repulsing your children. This is the weirdest thing for you to be talking about. Yeah, like some yeah. shit is some shit you probably just don't want to talk about while being recorded, no matter how factually true it may or may not be. And look, I have not looked into this because I've never needed to. So I don't know if that bears out. It certainly sounds plausible enough. Dr. Oz, one of your, your, one of your opponent's uh, main like platforms is he's trying to legalize weed. Maybe you, and I hesitate to say this, a doctor could comment on that. Nope. Got got to talk about like incest. Yeah, and also I love his bold like again, right? The assertion that like beyond your first cousin, genetically, like sure, like let's let's go. Uh, if you really need to hit, if you really need to hit the sheets with somebody, and like make sure that you're not going to produce some sort of twisted offspring, sure. Right. But also, you should probably never catch yourself saying out loud, like as your actual position. Yo, after first cousins, it's fair game or whatever, because that still just sounds kind of creepy. I mean, yeah. it, it just sounds gross. It, like, oh, we're only second cousins. Well, then would you like to fuck me? That's not <laughs> weird. Just let yeah. it go. Just yeah, yeah. Like, and, and and again, the thing is, don't add. There's no, there's no value adding to them being like, oh, my daughters hate the way I smell, but that's biology basically <laughs> why are you talking about that no one asked about this ever yeah and then the second part is just like it, it's like a it's like a horrible whipped topic of awful on top of an already <laughs> shitty sunday like he just he just doubled down and started talking about like i was just like yeah that's why daughters hate the way their fathers smell my daughters hate the way i smell and it's just like <laughs> dude why are you talking about the the biological mechanics by which your daughters don't want to fuck you they don't want to fuck you because you're their father what? <laughs> have you learned like, nothing like, from Trump? Everyone dunks on him for wanting to fuck his daughter. It's, a, it's supposedly yeah. progressive liberals are the ones who are ruining the family dynamic? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> what exactly was going on when America used to be great, allegedly? Like, yeah. Yes, I. Uh, yeah, I was. I was. I was about to bring up that point that Sarge just made. Is that like you, you're the only reason why you are the Republican nominee for a senator in a state you don't live in is because the guy everyone talks about wanting to bang his daughter gave you his endorsement. He 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 gave you the bro fist. He's like, hey, Republicans, vote for this TV doctor who I'm sure doesn't have a million horrifying quotes that can be obtained from his years of being in media. 
make him our nominee. And the Republican Party, through gritted teeth and not being very happy about it, did give Oz the nomination. And boy, howdy, is it working out really well for them. Looking yeah. looking real good in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean, it's, for, it's got a rule with one of your candidates is making headlines, like related search term incest. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's not good. Oprah owes yeah. the, the country so many apologies. Like... She's responsible for fucking so many shitbags now. Like, Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, uh, her her magazine promoted John of God. Like, go ahead. Go ahead and go down that rabbit hole if you think. Yeah, but she's a successful woman of color and all the shitbirds are white men. So how much of it is on her? They have a free ride, et cetera. It's like I'm not I'm not gonna hold Oprah's feet to the fire over that shit. Oprah Oprah yeah. was hugely important for a lot of reasons, and like if her sin ends up being like g- accidentally gave a platform to a bunch of white grifter men, uh, I'll take that <laughs> over uh, let's say America's dad Bill Cosby's sin. Yeah. That was much worse. <laughs> a little bit, yes. just a touch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like. It is it is truly amazing that like Pennsylvania, which like four long years ago, Donald Trump won on his way to the White House and did have a Republican. It still has a Republican senator right now. So even though Pennsylvania is a blue state, it does have like red to it that this state has uh, now is running a full on QAnon supporter who has outright said, if I'm elected governor, like our electoral votes go to the Republican. Fuck all y'all. And that guy is losing by seven. And Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz manages to do that guy one better and is still losing by eight points to Fetterman. So like, like it's like amazing that in this like super important battleground state, the two candidates you have for statewide office are QAnon nut Mastrioni and lunatic incest Dr. Oz who, and like, and this is only like the one, one of the millions of things Oz has done wrong on Oz is literally sideshow Bob, just stepping on rake yeah. after rake after rake. It never ends. Yeah. We he's like a one man cloud parade. It's really, I mean, it, it, it kind of makes you wonder, did, did maybe it's definitely giving them too much credit, but maybe some super savvy, like Republican, like political manager was just like, okay, we're gonna we need like a release valve for some of the horse shit that's coming down the pipeline regarding Trump. Let's <laughs> let's let's position a one man cloud parade in one of our races to just try to take some heat off of the headlines. <laughs> Oz is just a giant distraction. Yeah, he's just we could have spent this like six or seven minutes talking even more about the Trump news, which boy howdy we're gonna get to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, but instead, here we are talking about Dr. Oz, talking about incest. It's <laughs> what a time to be alive. I mean, yeah. p- politics d- in d- 2022 are like completely fucked. Oh, yeah. Man, I can't wait for the 2024 presidential election where literally it's going to be like, hey, should Donald Trump be in jail or should he jail everybody else? What a tough call. What an absolutely tricky decision this is going to be for America. Time for my hottest new catchphrase, idiocracy, etc. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, oh. so let's let's move on to our second boost topic. Uh, Bill Burr, of all people, uh, co- comedian and Star Wars actor of conservative bent, last I had checked. 
Uh, Bill Burr, of all people, making headlines for turning on Donald Trump, he said, <laughs> with the, the, the quizzical uh, inflection of someone from New Zealand. No, it was Bill Barr. Uh, Bill Barr, no, Bill Burr. Sorry, damn it. <laughs> I can't keep these fucks straight. Yeah, no, our, our no, our boy Bill Barr, who it could be Bill Barr for all I know. Uh, but <laughs> no, I, I I read the I read the thing I wrote down, which I wrote down incorrectly, and it sent me on that jag that I did intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> I know, buddy. I know. I a professional. <laughs> I don't make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, we should have just we should have just yes ended the shit out of that. And just made made a, a thing about a whole cloth about Bill Burr. I mean, I so genuinely good. wish, like, I genuinely wish that I had caught it, it, it like, and then actually did just pivot to doing it on purpose. But uh, <laughs> you know, that's not the time that we live in. We're not do? big enough to get sued by Bill Burr, but from everything I've heard, he's actually a nice guy. So. <laughs> Except when he's whining about cancel culture, so and, yeah, he's got yeah. like conservative. He's sort of like a he's one of those like stealth Republicans, like Adam Carolla or whatever. Yeah, who's like, yeah, like I have some political ideas that you know are sort of like liberal or whatever, but also I don't get this very obvious thing. I thought having a penis made you a man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, but uh, so basically, uh, Fox News brought Bill Barr on, and he was the guy that cleaned up the Mueller report. He basically handled all of Trump's crimes for most of Trump's presidency. and But he was the guy that dipped out right before 1-6. Like, literally, Trump loses the election. Stuff's yeah. happening. And, and Bill Barr, out of nowhere, is like, i got to spend some time with my family. And some people were like, what the fuck? Like, this dude was willing to go to the mat for Trump. Like, what does he think is going down that is so bad he won't defend it? And then there was an attack on the Capitol. We were like, oh, that was what was going on. Ain't that a thing? But Fox News brought him on and they were like, hey, Bill, these documents in Florida, really not a big deal, right? And Barr <laughs> was like, nope, totally a big fucking deal. Don't know what you idiots are talking about. This shit's bad. It's real fucking bad. Shouldn't have happened. Not happy yeah, about it. Cool. And the, you, you could literally see the light in the Fox News host's eyes die as they're watching Bill Barr talk. Because like they're so like, so much Bill. Chris Pine topical. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as of recording, that Chris Pine shit is still like just just sort of cresting. Yeah, oh, people, yeah, have come he, up to, people have come out to say, look, literally no, the biggest pop star on the planet did not spit on this actor in front of millions of people in cameras and stuff. That's not <laughs> how this went down. He looks so dead-eyed inside every time he's in an interview. I love it. Yeah. It certainly makes, I mean, you know, they say there's no such thing as bad publicity, but I guess we'll find out when that movie comes out. Yeah. Don't worry, darling, in theaters sometime. Yes. <laughs> so, so, sorry, Florence Pugh. You're getting you're getting wrapped up in this one, right? I believe when you're... you mean Florence Pugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if it's just like that wasn't a joke. That's actually how you're supposed to pronounce it. It's Pooh. Oh, do, no. Did you not know about the email where Olivia Wilde called her Miss Pooh to try and get Shia LaBeouf back in the movie? What? I thought I thought she called her Miss Flo. I thought Flo was the the insult. It was Miss Pooh. You know what? We we, we made a we made a pact that we weren't going to talk about this, and, I, and then I broke it immediately. So uh, <laughs> I will unbreak it. Uh, I'll do a Doctor yeah. Strange. I'll fuck everything up, and then magically put it back together at the end. No harm, no foul. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, so yeah, Bill but... Barr, of all people, uh, sticking the dagger in into Trump's back? Yeah, saying that uh, Trump... So, a special master was appointed to, like, go over the documents for the FBI and the DOJ by a judge appointed by Trump. Um, and Bill Barr said, that's wrong. You shouldn't have done this. This is very bad. It looks very bad. It is wrong. It it um it is truly baffling. He's just like, oh, it certainly doesn't make him look any more innocent. Yeah, to, uh, uh, unless you were one of the people who already somehow thought that he looked kind of innocent. Then you're just like, yeah, I gotta preserve all the evidence of his innocence. And the rest of us, it's just like he's obviously guilty and the the proper channels are being gone through to prove his guilt <sighs> and somehow he keeps managing to pull strings to get people in there and try to fuck it up it's like <laughs> what is going on how, yeah. how does he still have so much juice like <laughs> what the fuck does this guy have to do for them to cut and run uh, anyway we'll rant more about this here in a moment yeah <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah it's really it's just really wild that there are these tiny few Republicans that are willing to be like, you know, like the, the juice ain't worth the squeeze when it comes to Trump. I'm out. I'm, I'm leaving this guy. But so many are just, nope, we, we are, we are just clinging even tighter to Trump than yeah, we were before. It's, it's so wild. I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but it's like, if anything like this ever happened with the democratic party, our media would destroy them. It would be a dead party. If, Hillary Clinton was indicted after losing an election and she was still the pres presumptive front runner for the next Democratic uh, election cycle. All you'd ever hear in the media is, oh, my God, the Democratic Party is this cult of personality with an unpopular loser figurehead. What the fuck is wrong with them? Why can't they find fresh faces and new ideas? But like this shit's happening with Trump and our media is like, oh, that rascally scamp Trump and those Republicans. What kind of trouble are they getting into this week? Oh, oh, it's a hoot and a holler. And it's yeah, I mean, just I'll, I'll, I'm not going to lie. A lot of the media coverage, despite the fact that apparently liberals have the media sewed up, uh, a lot of the coverage <laughs> I've been saying about Biden's string of W's can't help but get into like a paragraph or two about how bad his polling numbers are. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like Joe just been crushing it these past two weeks. Absolutely devastating. The dark brand thing is hilarious. Republicans are quaking in their boots. However, like you know, he he we, he, we do still hate him. Like it, it, <laughs> we are going to talk about how Americans were just like, hey, we thought gas prices were pretty high, and then they don't. There's not. There's usually not a follow up sub paragraph or two. They're yeah. talking about. However. Over the past couple of months, I mean, gas prices have come down like a dollar twenty-five a gallon across the board, or whatever. It's pretty nice. <laughs> like, yeah, they just stop at the part where they're talking about how the economy was shitty. It's his fault. Uh, but okay, we begrudgingly accept that he's been crushing it the past three weeks or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it's always there. It's like there's always this thing where after you credit Biden for what he's doing, there's a but. There has to be a but in there. I, I actually I saw a. I forget what paper posted it, but they were like, yeah, Biden's been crushing it, but he really needs to declare that he's not going to run for re-election in 2024 because he's too old. And it's like, why? Why the fuck oh, would a, why would a president, why would an incumbent president for any reason other than like horrifying health issues or crippling unpopularity run for re-election? I mean, especially with momentum clearly swinging that direction. I mean, it's like a pendulum, right? But, he's right, the incumbent, currently, but currently, the, the dark Brandon shit like his string of political successes 
Like all that stuff is contributing to like a little bit. It feels like there's like a little bit of a blue tide on the rise. Uh, and we'll see if that carries through into like, you know, the end of 2022, but it might not because it should, should, could change on a dime. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, as, as Sarge just mentioned there, like incumbent presidents run for reelection. That's what they do. Yeah. The last guy that didn't do it was LBJ in 68. And that was because he was losing fucking Vietnam and America hated him for it. So I mean, it's like, like that's the level of shit you have to eat to be like, you know what? I ain't going to try this. I mean, like, you have unless to go the that rock bad. wants his shot. If the rock wants his shot, then get Joe Biden out of there immediately. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Oh, if the rock big footed Joe Biden, I'd be here for it. That'd be the most funny political. That'd be incredible. And then he's yes. just like, hey, as my my first order of president, I'm legalizing weed and <laughs> forgiving you more student loan debt. The rock is progressive, motherfuckers. It's like the anyway. start of Saints Row 3. <laughs> yeah, it's just like cool president elected for first time. <laughs> Everyone agrees. Pretty cool. Uh, yep. But no, the reality is that we have to talk about a decidedly uncool former president even more. So let's get yeah. to our headlines for the week. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Donald Trump fucked up a bunch again. Moving on. No, we can't. <laughs> yes. God, if only. That would be the greatest thing in the world. That would be great. It, well, I'll, let, I'll let Mike decide where we want to start with, with Trump's fucking up of the week. Okay. Well, I guess we'll start with the special special master thing that Sarge brought up uh, previously. Uh, and that had L like just fuming about what this shit, which because literally all of legal Twitter is just like throwing shit at walls and screaming because uh, this judge uh, whose name is Cannon and everyone's been calling her loose Cannon. Um, she doesn't nice, have clever. she doesn't have jurisdiction in this case, like the Trump's lawyers, like aggressively judge shopped to just like find a crank that would actually listen to them. She in in her ruling, she's admitted. Look, I don't have jurisdiction here because the crime happened in Mar-a-Lago, which is not where I am, and the other people who have standing in this case are in D.C., also where I am not. But because you have come to me, and I'm absolutely a hack who got appointed to my judge uh, job after Trump lost the election, so they were just looking for the crankiest cranks to pack on the court in the last in the dying days of the Trump administration. So. She basically said, look, we're going to have to delay this thing while I get a special master to go through all these papers and see what's personal information for Trump and this, that, the other thing. And the funniest part about this is the DOJ was like, hey, in these just giant treasure troves of top secret classified information that Trump is not supposed to have, we have papers. We literally have like 500 odd papers that are probably personal information for Trump. We will be glad to give them to Trump. And she would not let them do that because that was the only way she could make her bullshit ruling. She had to be like, now, now, Department of Justice, I will not let you voluntarily give these documents back to Trump. Instead, I'm going to make this process happen to try to throw sand in the gears of how you're prosecuting this. Yeah, that, everything I, I've seen or read about this is it's a delaying tactic. Every Everybody is just like, this... This amounts to nothing. Good day, sir. Like this is a delaying. Well, yeah, because there's no. Who are they going to find to like go in there and then just like blatantly lie and just yeah. just be like, yeah, every shit looked fucked up to me. So I guess we have to throw this one out, boys. Okay, I'm out. And then just like, <laughs> go, 
hope that that doesn't get appealed in some way or that like they never have to fucking back up those claims or whatever. Like it's a cyber ninjas all over again. They're going to get in there. They're just going to be like, okay, time to confirm that all of this stuff is, yep. It's, it's real bad. So, okay. It's like, I mean, it it, it response, it sort of seems like in response to this ruling, the FBI was just like, oh yeah, by the way, like one of us is leaked to the Washington post or whatever, that one of the things that was found here were, uh, documents related to a foreign uh, power's nuclear capabilities. Yeah, exactly. Fucking <laughs> Christ. Just yeah. At your, exactly. at your golf resort? What? <laughs> yup. Yeah, the, the, basically, yeah. Uh, somebody somebody on the intelligence side of this thing was just like, okay, this judge has made her dumb ruling. Uh, we're going to let everybody know how fucking bad this really is. We're going to, this is like the actual worst shit imaginable. So, uh, good luck. Um, we're gonna win. We're gonna win in the court of public opinion on this one. While uh, Judge Crazy Pants tries to fucking uh, just rewrite the Constitution to try to give Trump secret special ex president rights that no other person on, on in America has. Yeah, I and- saw that this is super likely to get uh, overruled by a higher court. Or uh, yeah. Yeah, well, the, the big fear that everyone has is that the 11th Circuit, which is which is where this is going to go to, is like 11-5 or something like that, uh, Republican to Democrat. And I think six of them are Trump appointees. So it's a real question of just how many cranks have they put on the bench. But the, the other thing is, is that, like, again, a, most of these Trump judges have laughed at Trump's lawsuits. I mean, like, if you were just like, oh, Trump judge means he's going to get away with it, well... Uh, Steve Bannon, who we're going to talk about later, uh, he got convicted in front of a Trump judge. Uh, all of the all of the dumb lawsuits that Trump was filing about the election, a lot of them went before Trump judges who threw them out. The Supreme Court's the Trump court. They laughed at him about his fucking uh, 2020 election yeah, things. A lot of his judges, fortunately, unfortunately, have shown that now that they're appointed, they don't fucking care about him. But yeah, they, like you were saying, they really judge shop to find one that would listen to it. And it's still baffling how they got her like right. able to weigh in. Yeah, and she, and she literally held their hand through the entire process and helped. She was part judge, part plaintiff in this case. Like everything she did was just absolutely had like, again, everyone's like furious about it. And it's like, yo, she's she's corrupt you can just call a spade a spade like this isn't this isn't like something incredibly weird this is you don't have to try to wrap your head around i don't understand the legal reasoning of what she no she's just on the take she's just on the payroll i mean this you don't have maybe they sent some some conservative goons to her place like so much uh Georgia voter fraud. We had somehow forgot to put in our notes to talk about, so I'll do really oh, briefly here I, to talk about it. I don't yes. so what happened with this. I saw a headline. I did not finish reading. I didn't read the article. I, I saw a fake. Try, here's my understanding from uh, like going over this real quick. A fake Trump elector escorted some election officials somewhere. What? So what actually happened? Yeah. Yeah. The headline is uh, security footage shows Georgia County Republican chair election official present during breach of voting equipment. So basically, um, 
these people who were false electors may have been in on an effort to uh, hack into these voting machines because this was like the this was their goal for the longest time was get voting machine data right. to prove that the election was stolen. So like not only were these phony electors working on the, oh, we're just going to submit phony lists of electors to Congress for the Electoral College. Those people were also arm in arm with the Mike Lindell packet captures crazy <laughs> people that were actually trying to attack voting machines to get, quote unquote, evidence from those voting machines to prove that the Shycoms stole the election. Okay. <laughs> like, honestly, if you look at the stills for the security footage or for the footage itself, they just look like a pack of goons. Like, they're clearly <laughs> goons. You're like, wow, yeah. look at these goons. Like, they, they, they all have, like, positions or whatever, but, the, like, the, the way they're carrying themselves, like, it just seems like they're up to no good. Maybe that's yeah. just the benefit of hindsight, because it certainly seems like they were up to no good, considering they were, quote, present when data breach happened, unquote. Wink, yeah. wink. They were. Yeah. Pr- they they just happened to be the area where that went down. We can't say either way whether or not they like legally. We can't say either we're, way whether or not they we're did. not saying they're do crimers, but a crime was dude while they were present. So yeah, yeah. So that's. I mean, all we can say is that they were around. I mean, they were just yeah. like around, man. And we also weren't saying that until it became very obvious that they were caught on camera being there. <laughs> you know what? On second thought, maybe we were there at the time during the time when that happened. Oh, that reminds me of a small, uh, small headline that I forgot to bring up was uh, the new owner of Politico, uh, some German guy who is obviously a Trump fan. Um, someone who came up to him and was like, hey, is it true that on uh, Election Day 2020, you sent out a corporate email asking everybody in your company that wasn't Politico back then to pray for an hour that Trump would win re-election? <laughs> And the guy was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's patently false. And then they were like, here's the email you sent out. And he's like, oh, yeah, that could have been me. It might have been a witty jape I was making that day. Here's Who our knows? <laughs> Yes. So it's just so funny that it's just like, hey, guy that's supposed to be like a fair and balanced uh, handler of a political Internet forum. Isn't it true you're a raging MAGA chud? Nope, not true at all. Here's proof of you being a MAGA Here's proof of you being a MAGA chud. Oh, you call this proof? I call this a joke. Obviously, everyone jokes about praying for Trump to win when they go. So hilarious! It. Like I, all of my all my liberal friends were pray were joking about the old Trump prayer. It was like, ah, you guys praying for Trump today? Whoa! <laughs> yup. Who? Not me. We reserve those jokes for when school shootings happen. That is yeah. when we joke about prayer because that's when thoughts and prayers happen. Like, yeah. suddenly we, we all become awash at the sea of thoughts and prayers, and it makes us want to joke about them. Oh. Anyway, look at us. We're, we're, we're three sub-layers deep, which yes. is great. Because it allowed, us, <laughs> it allowed us to talk about something that wasn't just Trump for, like, solidly for, like, 40 minutes. But now, back to talking about Trump. Uh, yeah. On top of all the nuclear paper shit and all the other horrible nonsense he's been up to, uh, or I guess in defiance of this and obvious God's will, Donald Trump held a rally. And yes. uh, apparently it was popping off Q style, unsurprisingly. And based on some photos I saw on Twitter, Nazi style, 
also not surprisingly. Mm. Uh, it, well, yeah, the uh, the photos were from 2016, so the people that were posting that stuff were engaging in some uh, in some, some fake news, some actual yes. literal fake news, or <laughs> yes. really some literal fake news. news. Little, little, some, some blue and on. I mean, like, like I got news faked. Yes, like oh, earlier yeah. when I when I when I Ron Burgundy did the Bill Burr thing. <laughs> very Yo. easy to trick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we say about L yes, all the time. Yes. So easy that, oh God, it. that that needs to be that needs to be your Twitter bio quote. I'm very easy to trick. Close quote L. But <laughs> but um. What happened was uh, at the end of Trump's rally, uh, where he said all the things that QAnon wanted him to say, there was this weird moment where he goes into his like like prepared finish, and everyone everyone's heard it a million times. Where he's like, "We're gonna do great, blah blah blah." I'm winding it down. They started playing music over it, and there were some political commentators who were like, oh, my God, Trump's going so long, they're trying to play him off the stage. They're trying to get <laughs> rid of him. But this was actually like part of the uh, plan uh, of the rally was they hit this music for him at the end. And while they're hitting him with this music, uh, the music is actually uh, a mix of two different songs made by lunatics, one of which has the title uh, Where We Go One, We Go All, and the other song is titled I Am Q. And so they, Dan Scavino and the Q team put this musical interlude in at the end of Trump's speech, and oh boy, does QAnon get the reference? And they are so happy their god emperor gave them a tummy rub. <laughs> I mean, to be and, fair, and, this is the closest to W that it gets for these people, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Having the god emperor literally play their music at one of his rallies. Oh, yeah. So, oh, they were over the moon about this. They were so happy that that their hero, their MAGA king, uh, busted out some poppin' tunes. And it's all these really cool, like, like, I don't know. It's their instrumentals that are like just boring is the best way to describe these songs. But right. the pe the people who played them, they knew why they were playing them. They knew the audience they were trying to hit. And those people got the dog whistle real fucking clear. So, um, the 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 Trump Q interwovenness is getting more intense. He's constantly retweeting them on uh, Truth Social, constantly signal boosting them. And uh, the other fun thing that happened at the rally involving the Q people was our boy uh, Donald Trump, the guy that may actually be suffering from dementia, unlike our current president. <laughs> um, in his rally. And this is a direct quote from Trump. He said that last week, Mark Zuckerberg visited him at the White House and kissed his ass and tried to, like, make sure that Facebook and all these all, and Meta and all that stuff wasn't going to be, like, harmed. And Trump was last, like, oh, last yeah. Last week at the White House, huh? Yes. Yeah. Last week at the White House. This was a direct quote from Trump that last week at the White House, he was hanging out with Zuck. And Sounds right. And of course, uh, the Trump dementia truthers that do exist on Twitter and are everywhere were like, holy shit, look at this guy. He's 
fucking falling apart right in front of our very eyes. He hasn't been in the White House for two fucking years. What's going on with this guy? And QAnon on the other side was like, devolution is real. He's the shadow president. He's admitting it. He like brought in Zuck to the real White House and laid down the law to him about what's really going on. And he's going to reveal his true presidential power any day now. I hate yeah, everything so- and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so between, like, the rally, the last week thing, and the fact that this week Trump has been repeatedly calling for a new election over and over again, he's like, hey, you either have to throw out that old result and declare me the president right now, or we run a do-over right now. We got to do something. QAnon is just so hyped that something is going to happen. Spoiler alert, nothing is ever going to happen. You're wrong. Has anybody checked to see when uh, Zuckerberg started doing his big like media push for Meta initially? Like, Was it two years ago? Is there a chance that Donald Trump actually thinks that it's 2020 or whatever? Hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't exactly know when he re- tried to rebrand Facebook as Meta because that like, would seem face- a lot, that, that that would certainly make it a lot more plausible that Donald Trump thinks a a, a new election is a thing that they could do. Like if he just yeah. if he thought the, the the real election just wrapped up, he could just be like, you know what, it was corrupt. Let's run it back. But doing that, <laughs> doing that after two years just seems completely bonkers in a different way, like in, in like in a like in a weird unhinged kind of way. Yeah, yes. I, I didn't hear about the part where he's like, he came to me at the White House. Maybe he thinks Mar-a-Lago is the White House. Yeah, that, that, uh, that, be be, his, that, that would be, be his just legal as defense. bad. If his legal defense for all the all the document stuff is he's just like, Your Honor, Donald J. Trump thought he was still at the White House. Because, <laughs> you know, he uh, has like a minor but curable brain thing that we'll <laughs> ignore as soon as this is over. Um, yeah, that would be wild. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the whole meta thing started in October of 2021. So that wouldn't work out on that timeline either. Damn it. My. My, my 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 fucking pie in the sky uh, uh, conspiracy theories. My blue and conspiracy theories. Damn! <laughs> if only, if only we could uh, fix things and make things right and better and more good. Yeah. So um, we go from uh, all the fun of uh, Trump falling apart to. Uh, our good friends at Kiwi Farms falling apart because thank fucking God for that shit. So, I mean, um, 
we know that uh, Kiwi Farms isn't exactly, you know, like um, the most savory website. Oh, God, no. Yeah. It, it, it's also not like the most like QAnon like based website, but it is definitely a website that uh, it lives in the Chanosphere. It lives in that like just uh, aggressive, trolly, shitty, miserable person being awful to the world kind of thing. And they had been aggressively doxing and ruining people's lives. And then uh, Cloudflare, the people who've been providing them with uh, DDoS protections and other internet protections, they decided, you know, we're just going to leave Cloudflare. We're going to leave Kiwi Farms on. Fuck them. Like, as bad as they are, we we're, we tolerate what Kiwi Farms is doing. We here at Cloudflare, totally okay with them. Th- they and deserve th- a platform for their freest of speech. Oh, yeah, absolutely they do. Um, so I didn't realize that they were as bad as they were. But uh, then I've seen all the reports rolling in of they're basically the worst and have uh, doxxed and chased a woman out of the country and uh, they're incredibly transphobic and have pushed more than one person to suicide through intimidation and doxing. Oh, yeah. And uh, some woman just posted about how uh, their nine-year-old trans child was like just uh, living living their life, and Kiwi Farms got a hold of their information, and in like the middle of a driving snowstorm, there were still like strangers' cars parked outside their house from like weird Kiwi Farms stalkers, still harassing them even then. Like even this driving snowstorm wouldn't keep them from like finding ways to like get to their house and like let them know we're watching you you creepy groomer lady with your child that's obviously not trans but you're you're trying to make them be trans because that's right. how humans work yeah yeah kiwi yeah. farms uh their whole gimmick is being terrible and transphobic i don't feel like we need to get any more specific examples of that yeah. uh but uh at the end of the day uh i didn't know fuck all about this shit until keffels their most recent victim uh like went through their odyssey like with this and was posting about it on social media i had never heard of these uh fine folks before uh so it was uh wonderful that over the course of this you know prolonged attack against them that uh kevils eventually did kind of take them down yeah. So it's like, so it's like it's got like kind of a happy ending there towards yes. the end. Eventually, uh, all of these websites that were previously just like we're cool with it had to just be like, oh, just kidding, we are not cool with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we are much less cool than previously advertised. Yeah, yeah, Cloudflare caught enough heat that they were like, okay, we're we're out, we're done. And then Kiwi Farms immediately got attached to some Russian server. But uh, if you haven't heard, Russia's going through some shit as of late. And apparently that Russian server that Kiwi Farms was on, like, crashed and burned almost immediately. Because um, it was Frederick- about as effective as Russia's military. Oh, yeah. Because oh. hey. yeah, uh, uh, Frederick, uh, uh, Frederick Brennan mentioned, he's like, oh, Kiwi Farms is dead. And then I was like, what about the Russian server? Because I had heard about it, like, literally two days previously. And he's like, it's already down. So, like, the Russian server, like, lasted less than 48 hours before crashing and burning because 
like the people that were the, these shitty monsters were like, oh, we have the Russian server and we're back in business, baby. Nothing's going to slow Kiwi Farms down. And then just like it, the, the proverbial nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys moment. And then the car just like, <laughs> smashes. Well, yeah, because so. Cl- Cloudflare was there like anti-DDoS protection, right? It wasn't. Yes. Yeah. That was their like host. Yeah. Uh, so once they lost access to that, it was just like anybody that kind of wanted to could just be like, oh, those folks found a new way to open up. I guess and then they just like said the cyber said the actual cyber soldiers in the form of a TDOS attack. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much yeah. That's why uh, 8chan went down. It's basically like the internet just exists where if you're shitty, there are enough people that know how to DDoS attack you that can make your shitty site go away. And you have, it's kind of like you have to play within the rules to have companies stop that from happening to you. It's, It's a very weird form of like vigilante justice on the internet that we have. Yeah, it's weird. There is like a line, but the line seems like weirdly like pretty far out. Like to the point where it has to be. It's just like, hey, now the there's a there's like the potential that since lives are lost, this might come back to you being responsible. Yeah, and then companies are like, oh, we don't want that. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do, do not look into us uh, as responsible for the deaths of people. Where that's not what we're about. No. And then they usually like step in and they're just like, okay, b- bad bad supremacist website, bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whack it with a newspaper on the nose. Show what you mean business. That's that's cool. Fuck them. Yeah. They yes. like they, they 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 fucked around and found out, and it's like uh, it you know it's too late for a lot of people who had to go through a lot of shit. But well, like they yeah. they fucking yeah. now that now they're the fighting out portion. And the the best part was reading the statement by uh, the the dickhead who was responsible for the thing, uh, talking about the cathedral over and over again, like it was a Final Fantasy game and. You know, obviously, just being like, it's not my fault. We we're, we're super cool and chill. There were, just, <laughs> there were some bad people on the site, but they blamed all of us. It looked super unfairly. Most of us like totally are like fine and normal. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, buddy. But but then but then you he would he would just keep talking about the cathedral or whatever. And it's just like uh, that's like crazy talk, mate. Like it doesn't seem like you're cool or normal. It seems like you've you've got some pretty strong, weird opinions about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and cathedrals. You really care about cathedrals. Yeah, man, I wish I had, re- I wish I had remembered to like save that or whatever, because it was a fucking hoot and a holler. Anyway, fuck yeah. them. Fuck yeah. them. But uh, like, that's, that's a, see, that's closer to, that is a W. Like the, what earlier I talked about, like how the, the Q people, they have to get close to W's like, you know, there was a campaign by good people to defeat this bad thing, and it got defeated. Right. It was it was a little late happening, but that that is a win. Right. Top one up for the good guys. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Team Deep State pulling another W, crushing free speech on the internet. How you like them apples? Oh yeah, uh, one one of my favorite people on the internet, Glenn Greenwald. That fucking piece of shit. Uh, he was throwing a big sad over Kiwi Farms getting deplatformed. And it's like, you're just... Oh, boy, was he. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, fuck you. It's like, seriously, dude. Like, who looks at this fucking site and thinks, like, yeah, this is good. I should totally defend them. I just, like, people... I, I don't understand... I, I don't understand how anybody defends any of this shit that these assholes do. 
but what blows my mind even more is that when you're somebody like Glenn Greenwald, who is a gay man in an interracial relationship, and you defend these people, it's like, who do you think they're going to come for next? Like, do you think yeah. that like your support will buy you anything in the Kiwi Farms regime when they gain power? Like, I've just never understood like why you sell out to a movement that wants to kill you. I've just never understood that. It's so it's so fucked up to me. And the it's thing just, is, is that like their their free speech argument falls apart immediately because the internet does allow their places for like tons where where you can get away with saying a ton of shit. But like the people no but none of these clouds know how to hate without it being actionable. Like you you can yeah. you can hate a thing as much as you want and talk about hating it as much as you want even if it's a thing that you should not hate and makes you a piece of shit. But like as long as you're not actually being part of anything that brings it into like real world violence or real world harassment or real world stalking or anything that has like actual repercussions, like that is when companies start to to step down on you. So it's just like if these clouds could just keep it in their pants. Like then a place like Kiwi Farms, I'm sure there are places tucked away on the internet like forums for just people who just like doesn't like Mexicans.com or whatever. And <laughs> they just talk about their life in LA as white people. And they're just like, man, we're racist. And but they never do any bad stuff. So these 30 guys never get arrested or deplatformed. Right. Yeah. I mean, like the funniest thing is fucking watching people on Gab piss and moan about being censored when the guy that runs Gab is a fucking Nazi and he literally <laughs> says he literally says the only red line I have on this site is to not make actionable threats against people. And yet, like, they still do it, and then when that guy turns you into the cops, because fuck you, I ain't fucking standing for that shit. Then everyone's like, oh Torba, you fuck. You don't really stand for free speech, you piece of shit. And it's like Dude, you threatened to fucking murder somebody on his website. Of course he's going to turn you in. He isn't going to be fucking caught dead trying to defend that shit. Yeah, he's not doing time for you, idiot. He's he's not losing everything for you, you dummy. Uh, And it's it's proven that disgraced uh, anime, former anime voice actor Vic Mignola uh, knew the owner and... uh, uh, of Kiwi Farms and use that website to harass people that uh, had um, that were suing him and uh, for you know being a sex pest and defamation. And, when you uh, when you started talking, I, I this is not what I was expecting to come. Out. It gets Kiwi Farms is a weird, deep rabbit hole. I don't, I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't I wasn't expecting to be talking about fucking Vic Magnola or whatever that guy's name. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> he's part of the whole Kiwi Farms like story. <laughs> Weirdly, unfortunately, I, I don't know. It, it is the oddest, deepest rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, God. Maybe, uh, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's the universe telling us that voice actors can only get so famous. Yeah. <laughs> like the same thing that happened to, to, to the fighting game community. It was just like, oh, shit. Like Smash Brothers especially. Oh, shit. A lot of people watch Smash Brothers. Pretty cool. A lot of people signing contracts to be professional gaming teams or whatever. I wonder how this is going to shake out. Uh, <laughs> badly. <laughs> Not great. 
yeah wow exactly. look at us classic adventures in hell world talking about just complete nonsense but what we should be talking about is unfortunately jenny thomas uh, <laughs> a, a, another person in a weird position considering their uh biracial marriage right I mean, just, yeah it seems like like what are you doing anyway i mean what do i know i'm not in the position it's not my call to make but still like i will say for the record on the outside it seems kind of weird yeah yeah it's really funny that clarence thomas is like yeah we need to relook into gay marriage and birth control and all these other like hippy dippy liberal things and it's like yo clarence what about loving versus virginia gonna gonna dig into that one do do, do you think that one was incorrectly was that incorrectly ruled is your marriage illegal i mean or should it be illegal yeah, but uh, our girl Jenny, uh, who is married to Clarence, and um, Clarence, who uh, after the Dobbs decision came out, was like, hey, you just can't piss and moan about a ruling you don't like. you got to suck it up, buttercup. That's the way the world works. Turns out that Jenny was very much upset about a result she didn't like, and <laughs> she was working real hard to try to get that yeah. result overturned. She wasn't listening to her husband very much about this, because uh, previously we had known that she had thrown a shit fit in Arizona trying to get them to decertify the election or to give it to Trump in 2020. But it appears that the Ginny Thomas uh, U.S. tour also had a stop in Wisconsin where she did the same thing, where she decided to tell the various lawmakers and the Congress there, hey, guys, you got the power. How about just giving your state's electoral votes to Trump? Because that would be really cool. So uh, it's it's really wild that we have the wife of a sitting Supreme Court justice just aggressively trying to undermine an election decision. And we're all just cool with it. We're all just totally okay with Clarence yeah. Thomas still sitting on the Supreme Court and ruling on these things that are like not scary in the slightest. He was the one guy in the 8-1 ruling that was like, oh yeah, Trump has to give over all the information about what was going on. He was one guy, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, calm down here. Let's, let's relax a little, everybody. <laughs> like... Fucking Gorsuch and Amy Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh, all those nuts were like, oh, no, the president is not a king. And Thomas was like, hey, wait a minute. What if the president was a king? How about that? Let's try that legal theory out. So it's just like, oh, my God. This what is, if? Yeah, what if? Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, it just seems like, of all the people that you expected to be coming out of all of the the, the tumultuous political landscape as like a headline grabbing uh, like roustabout, uh, Jenny Thomas. I mean, if you had them on your bingo card, wow, what a come up! Like, oh yeah. my god! Like, if, if you were somehow in that pool and you were like, Jesus, Jenny Thomas, oh my god! Like, Bam, I, ago, dude, you're yeah. you're making hella bank now. Yes, that yeah, was she, a qu- that was quite the long shot that came in for you. She can't stop committing treason, like. Yeah. Oh, uh, and what are the what are the odds that she was the leaker of the Dobbs decision from Alito to put the squeeze on Kavanaugh to stick with it and just kill abortion instead of going with what? Uh, oh God, I can I get Roberts? Yeah, I can, going with Roberts' more mild milder decision that he wanted. Oh, like, Mike's, Mike's going full blue and on. One no, but I'm, just, but I'm just saying, because like everyone was like, they got to find the leaker. They're going to find that liberal leaker who tried to make the Supreme Court look bad. And smash cut to the ruling that's released. And everyone's like, leaker? What leaker? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. We, we, ne- we never said we were going to investigate the leaker. So it's like. Maybe I that was just people being like, oh, they didn't change their minds because of the legal. Then who cares? 
<laughs> oh, no, but oh, I mean, Fox News and everyone was throwing themselves on the fainting couches about how this was the greatest breach of decorum in the Supreme Court's history, and we have to find the leaker. We have to have justice. So, and so then, you, you think that you think that it's Jenny Thomas exercising her weird amount of juice? To- well, I just. I what I think it is is I the the original the original idea was that it was a liberal who leaked it in an effort to make the court look bad and I think the reality right. is it was a, it was a conservative who leaked it because they knew that Kavanaugh and Roberts had been hanging out a little too much and they were like no no Kavanaugh you go of the hardliner lunatic ruling you don't listen to that naughty squish Roberts and try to save a little sliver of Roe for the people you bring the hammer down on Roe you prick and we're releasing the opinion saying that you did it. And then Kavanaugh was like, well, okay, I'll go get drunk with Squee and kill abortion. Sounds like a plan. So that's that, that's well, my stranger, stranger things have happened. Yeah. I mean, I guess. That's some high-level paranoid thinking from hey. M- Mike hey. Mike Raines of hey. the Adventures of Hell World podcast. Hey. Take that one to the bank. I was a 9-11 truther. I believe the JFK was murdered by literally everybody. So <laughs> my brain is full of worms. I've never denied this. <laughs> You know, uh, you know what the you know what's really crazy about JFK. You, eventually, you're, you're going to find out that the one who killed JFK was JFK. He had like oh, yeah. a loop. It was a crazy thing. Yeah, the Red Dwarfs thing. I remember. I remember that show. That was wild. Time loop. Was it a looper situation? Well, it, it was. Ba- yeah, basically, the idea was that Kennedy by Kennedy living, uh, he actually caused World War Three and ended the world. So JFK uh, went back in time uh, and killed JFK to get us on a different timeline where World War Three didn't happen. So it was for the good of everybody that he died, so he killed himself to achieve it. It prevents the giant cockroach character from winning. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Reference. yes. His name is Steggy. Yeah, love a I understand that reference. Love a Chrononauts reference. Yeah. That's a game I feel like a lot of people forgot about once board games got popular. Like, yeah. Chrononauts was really, it was like peak Chrononauts back in like 2004 or whatever. Then. Uh, it, I like, feel like Catan and it, Ticket to Ride; those games kicked off the Euro Game Revolution, and it was all down from there. I feel like it, Flux, and uh, Munchkin all can just vary so wildly in quality. Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll great, great later. point, Sarge. That yeah, the, what for you? <laughs> I tried to talk about what we were talking about. It was relevant. It was germane to what we were talking about, you asshole. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, fucking get him. Get us out. Get him. <laughs> Fuck you. God. <laughs> nice. It was on topic. Yeah, but then the dead air came in. You, you, yeah, because I have you, two co-hosts who let it hang. Also, you, get, you, you, Mike, you can ignore dead air. You can edit it out, mate. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you can edit it out, dead air, Anyway, uh, yeah. se- seamless segue into our mailbag segment, anyone? <laughs> yeah. That was a good plan. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to mention real quick before we dig into the mailbag that our boy Steve Bannon's going to go to jail for big boy crimes now, which is probably why he did that whole stupid thing about mm. uh, not testifying to the 1-6 committee and getting small time crime jails for that shit. But yeah. Small time crime. Yeah, he did small. He, he, that was like two years, but now, like on Thursday, he's going to get indicted. He's going to—he's turning himself over to authorities in New York for the build a wall fraud that he and his friends did. 
that Trump mm. pardoned for him for on his way out the door. And uh, yeah, like fraud of that scale is probably more than two years. It's probably more than a slap on the wrist. So uh, yeah, uh, get fucked, Steve Bannon. That's great. Um, Amanda Scatlin asks, are all QAnon followers MAGA and inversely are all MAGA Q? If not, could Trump retruthing Q accounts pill some MAGAs? Um, all Q is MAGA. All MAGA is not Q. There is basically like a Russian right. nesting. There's, it's a resting. It's a Russian nesting doll of embarrassment in that community, where like some MAGA think the QAnons embarrass them, and then the QAnon people think that the JFK truthers embarrass them, and it just goes on and on and on for like who's the unsavory piece of shit in the movement. But uh, what is true also is that QAnon desperately wants to obtain more MAGA share. Like they, <laughs> like they are a cancer upon MAGA. Like that's like that's their prime pilling targets. Like it's very hard for them to pill their liberal friends and family who all got vaccinated and they told those people they were going to die from the vaccine and all this other shit. But if you have a MAGA relative and they're like, I'm not sure about this QAnon stuff. It seems kind of weird to me. That's the person you can work over and pill. And the more dumb Q shit Trump is is posting on Truth Social, the easier it is to pill them. So that is absolutely a thing that's happening. And it just makes the Republican Party shittier and shittier by the day that more and more of their like primary voters are becoming uh, like just brainworm infected idiots instead of uh, like normal human beings. It's like what Biden was saying in his big speech where he was just like, Hey, there's mainstream Republicans. And then there's MAGA Republicans and like the MAGA Republicans. And then every, uh, every member of the Republican party demanded an apology. Yes. You're saying they were were all a bunch of fucking, uh, all a bunch of lunatic weirdos. It's just like, no, I kind of went out of my way to say that it wasn't all of you, although secretly it is kind of all of you. I mean, let's be real. Like you're right. You're you're all pretty fascist. I mean, it just that way. You think, in light of what we're seeing now, this is evidence that deplatforming Trump like worked? Oh yeah, I, I do. I do think it. Like when he wasn't on Truth and shit, he had way less like reach. I mean, now because people are just so desperate for that Trump hit, they're willing to grab everything he says on truth and post it on real social media platforms. Like back when he was doing his weird thing where it was like from the office of the 45th president, like his mailing list or his blog, like that didn't have nearly the reach of like his truth posting. Cause like truth is tiny, but enough uh, people, basically the right wing like ecosystem, they understand like beyond truth to grab Trump's bullshit and then, put it on real mainstream right, social media. Like the, all the clips of Alex Jones on TikTok. Right. Exactly. From everything. So, right. Yeah. So you got, yeah, you got, you got to do a guerrilla marketing campaign for your, your band orange daddy. That's like the goal. So, yeah, I, I think that's the main thing is that Q is just trying to like ruin uh, MAGA by making it more QAnon. And it, it, it's, it's this, it's this endless, push of various cancers infecting various hosts because when QAnon started I mean there were like shitheads who were anti-vax but like they were like the fringe and no one really cared and then COVID hit 
and QAnon right. just full blown anti vax at that point. Like probably there were like some level of idiots. They're like, oh, I'm not really sure about vaccines, but not it wasn't a mainstream QAnon thing. Q Q themselves barely ever talked about vaccines. And then smash cut to a million years later, every QAnon promoter is like, I'm unvaccinated. I'm a pure blood. Oh, it's so great to not have the COVID death jab in my veins. And it's just like, you didn't think that like two years ago. All you wanted was Hillary and Obama cuffed and stuffed. That was your dream. But because this par- the, the, you have parasites inside of parasites, like the, the worldview just keeps shifting and that's basically how you go like from like tiny anti-vaxxer community poisoning the QAnon community, poisoning the Republican Party. It just it never stops. And because the Republican Party is a shitty, weak party that is trapped in a cult of personality around Trump, they just do whatever that dumb fucking asshole says. So that's just how this works. I mean, <laughs> it's super bad. I No way. It's super great. And we all love it. And it's yeah, for is... forever. Yeah, Donald Trump is the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so thank you for the question. Uh, Mebad asks, uh, my boss recently stated that he fully believed that COVID was man-made and was used to reduce the elderly population to save on Social Security. I haven't heard that one before. Do, do you know the origins of it? Um, this sounds basically like a spin on the lab leak, like the idea that this was a, a bioweapon. Um, basically, I think the main thing is, is this is kind of a uh, retcon of what COVID did because Mm -hmm. COVID hits and everyone's freaking out and we're trying to figure out like how fucking bad is it actually going to be? And then when the actuary tables come out and you find out that, oh, if you're over 70 and you get this, you have a much better chance of dying, a much worse chance of dying, I should say, than people who are younger. Young people can shake this off. Old people can't. And then... Like during the lockdowns, during the pre-vaccination periods, like people were sarcastically calling it boomer remover and just being like, oh, yeah, this is going to kill all the old people. And now <laughs> the the youth will rise and the, the fucking baby boomers are finally going to get what's coming to them. Right. So I feel like in hindsight, you can like retcon the conspiracy theory where you're like, well, old people died in larger numbers than young people as a result of this virus. And we have the whole lab leak thing and the bioweapon thing. So yeah, we can just like, like chop and dice this conspiracy and make it into a thing where it's like, Oh yeah, they made it to kill the old people to stop the social security payments. I mean, Hey, I mean, you got to make the government a bad guy somehow. So make them the worst bad guy imaginable. Like doing the most ineffective. I mean, because even at the end of the day, why did the government make the vaccines then to save all the fucking old people? I mean, oh, well, wait, they're killing them with it. I forgot the COVID death jab. Yeah, that's that's phase two of it. So, yeah, even even though, again, death rates are plummeting and the vaccine works and all that shit. Just just ignore reality. Just just live the LARP. Live your best LARP. Also, I mean, I don't think anybody has to say it, but I will say it. There has to be an easier way for an all powerful cabal to call the elderly population without releasing a virus to kill some percentage of everyone. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. The, the cabal, the cabal always does the most ineffective, dumb shit imaginable. Like can't they, couldn't they ends. just keep using their weather machine to like, make it like insanely hot or cold where uh, like large elderly populations are just do it that way. 
Yeah, just just raise the sea levels and sink Florida into the ocean, and boom, a lot of old people gone. You know, that what? Way. I, I talked myself into thinking that this uh, elderly population control theory is great because it covers a lot of crazy conspiracy bases. <laughs> if you need to, like, it's just like, yeah, you call it climate change. I really know that it's the cabal using weather machines to kill the elderly. Or she's like, you call it COVID nineteen. I call it a bioweapon to kill the elderly. It's like, hey, man, <laughs> what, what, what the fuck do you have against the elderly? <laughs> no, I don't have a problem with the elderly. The government does. That's why that is X to kill the elderly. It's just everything in this world is X to kill the you elderly. Ca- yeah, you kill it. As, you call it a serial strangler. I call it a way to call the elderly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's what it's all about. Uh, yeah, it's just like you have a conspiracy theory. The world is a square peg. You have a round hole. You just make it fit. You just, you just bang it in there. That's how this works. Yeah, you just, just, if you smash it hard enough, at some point you break the hole or the peg and somehow it gets through. Yes, it's just how you do it. <laughs> don't, don't, ever, don't ever once for a moment think that you're wrong. No, you, good sir, are right. <laughs> conspiracy theory is always right. Yeah. <laughs> What this exercise proves is that the truth is what, whatever you're willing to make it by force. No, it's the children that are wrong. Right, 100%. <laughs> uh, so Reverend Xenofact asks, uh, last week was a lot of fast food talk, so you're hired to design a Q-themed fast food restaurant. What's on the menu? Who are the mascots? Tell us your cholesterol-fueled thoughts. It's either all adrenochrome or no adrenochrome. Like, I don't know which way we take this. What, what, uh, what I would create in my mind gets pretty close to Carl's Jr. So I'm just going to say it's Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't have... Well, I'm going for... I, I want to get QAnon in the door. Like, I'm marketing this to QAnon people. I want them to give me their money. So I can't do pizza because that's obviously verboten. Um, so we have to have like MAGA themed burgers and stuff like that on the menu. Uh, we have to have a family meal that's valued at $17 because, oh my God, that would be catnip for them. So, um, yeah, so lots of 17s, lots of burgers, lots of Trump love. I think, oh yeah, the mascots like basically just like as close as I can get to Donald Trump without getting hit with like a copyright infringement. Like, uh, like uh instead of Burger King, it's the MAGA King is my mascot. So yeah. I think I think all of that is it's uh, I, I, it writes itself. It's like those uh when in when I go to like the wrestling subreddit and there's like some <laughs> there's some dive bar that like literally all the burgers are named after like Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels and stuff. And everyone's like, Oh, check out this like cool bar I found. And it's like, yeah. They pandered to you, and now they're getting free social uh, social media publicity, but with their wacky menu, and it's like you could just do that for QAnon people, and boom, get the same thing, and like ride that wave for a year or two, and then get the hell out of that business because uh, your clientele not going to be around for forever. Because uh, QAnon's depressing, miserable, and I mean it's going to be around, but. I don't know how much how much legs it actually has in that stretch. Yeah, hopefully not. It doesn't like enter the zeitgeist like under everything. But I mean, it's always been around, like we've talked about, just in other forms. As Q, who knows how much longer it's around? As Q, right? But I'm going to change my answer. Medieval times, but Nazis. Ah. <laughs> 
Oh, I, I, I think that I think that hits all the proper notes. I think that's a completely acceptable uh, way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I hope you like uh, worst. I'd be like worst yes. trout. <laughs> Which I do actually. Yeah. Uh, Cleodora Silvestri asks, uh, "Who is more incompetent? Who is the more inco- incompetent political candidate, Doctor Oz or Ronnie Watts?" Oh, I mean, it's it's always going to be Ron because he never even had a TV platform or charisma or anything to begin with. Dr. Oz at least, like, had some vague inkling that, like, oh, you know, people like me. I, I, can, <laughs> I can do this. People like me, but... Well, the, the thing, yeah. I think that I think the argument here, the the question really here is, is like, who is worse? Uh, someone who went the indie route to try to get fame, like Rebecca Black and Friday or some horrifying like uh, concoction that was created by uh, one of the studios, one of the one of the mainstream record labels, like basically whatever the worst boy band was or like whatever the worst, like like K-pop girl band or whatever, like basically what's worse is like someone who has no talent, but tried to make it on their own or some like soulless corporate, like homogeny barfing forth this shit product and telling you buy them. They're hot young men who use auto tune. They are good. (laughs) You will listen to 98 degrees and you will love it. So I think that's like kind of the question in my mind is like, which of those two things? Because as you just said, give give fuck to Nick Lachey. (laughs) Yeah. He went on to do other stuff. Remember he was married to Jessica Simpson. (laughs) <laughs> way to yeah. go yeah way to go those two and they had their show where she acted dumb and everyone was like oh my god she's so dumb and it was like yeah that that was the gimmick she was playing you you, you walked right into it and then she was like actually i'm not that dumb and they're just like shut up you dummy <laughs> <laughs> and she's like that's fine just keep calling me dumb the checks are rolling in i'm okay yeah, with she, <laughs> until they stop she wrote right? that i, dumb I, 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 I haven't heard of jessica bag. simpson in a hot minute no yeah, uh, I I saw the uh, I I, was, I don't know what, why, but like a couple weeks ago on Twitter, I saw the Ashley Simpson SNL performance that like ended her career. <laughs> oh yeah, when she Milli Vanillied herself, it was great. Yes, yeah, <laughs> dude, you never go full Vanilli. No, wow, from no. Vanilla Ice to Milli Vanilli, full circle. Look at us. Oh, we're doing it all. We're we're living the dream. Can, can we get any Arsenio Hall? Rhythmic arm motion and woofing in the chat. <laughs> uh, smash cut to Bill Clinton playing the saxophone. Ah, oh, yeah. It's Dude, or like the most recent episode of In Living Color starring James Carey. Remember James yes. Carey? <laughs> ah. I'm glad. I'm glad everything worked out great for that guy. There was no uh, no tragic yeah. no tragedy in that character arc. So yeah. uh, thanks, 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 James. You, you always kept it light and fluffy for us. I like the Fly Girls, who uh, who n- nothing ever happened with them. Don't worry about it. none of them ever went on to do anything else. Uh, oh, yeah. 
Anyway, yeah. uh, moving on. There, there's a '90s nostalgia second. Man, look at us. Look, look, we're so, so, so nostalgic for the '90s. We're just like, man, remember the '90s? Uh, hey, hey, remember the '90s? Oh, it's our podcast within a podcast. Ninety seconds on the '90s, where for ninety seconds we reminisce about the '90s. It's so if, if I had my way, it'd be ninety on '90s. It would be ninety minutes of us talking about the '90s, and the Q and would be like an interesting footnote that we talked about periodically. <laughs> Oh, that that podcast would get real tired. You, you, the two of you would just have to shove me in a locker like after five minutes because I, I would again, I would just try to turn the entire conversation to garbage at all times, and that would be fucking boring for everybody else. I, mean, I would be targeting. There would be, like, there would be suitable times for garbage to come up, and it wouldn't be throughout literally all of the nineties. There's no way to make that much music. No, but it was 96, so I, I have to wait five. I, I basically have to be really quiet for like five years, and then I get to jump in. Episode six, <laughs> I start popping off. It's crazy. It's fucking fucking wild. <laughs> but anyways, that was our tiny mailbag for the week, so that brings us to our final question always. What are you guys looking forward to? Ooh, uh, I am looking forward to... I am finally done with all of my car nonsense. I... <laughs> have had a lot going on for the last you know month and a half and uh my current car died and i got a new one finally and it is oh it's so nice to be done with all that i'm i'm desperately looking forward to finally just being done with all that nonsense <laughs> bro fall is here that is what i am excited about and Inevitably, people try to tell me that technically fall isn't until like you know the twenty second or whatever it is in September, and to them I say, "Go fuck yourself," because where <laughs> I live, it's fall right now. Uh, it's like sixty five degrees outside. Uh, like at nighttime, it's perfect hoodie weather. Uh, it's quite nice. The other night, I was on my friend's like second floor deck, and it was like fifty four degrees outside. It felt so nice. I was like, "Oh man, it's it's uh, yo." G- give me give me my pumpkin spice latte and my Ugg boots because it's fall <laughs> and I'm ready to get hella basic because I love it. <laughs> also, I'm friends with a bunch of people who love Halloween like you read about. So they, they like, you know, they, they give off, they radiate like secondhand enthusiasm during this season. And then yeah. Halloween season right into Thanksgiving, which is nice because, you know, opportunity to see family for people who dig that or at the very least a feast. And then Christmas and like, it's hard to, it's hard to be bummed out during Christmas time. Love a Christmas time. Yeah. And then the actual shittiness of winter hits. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Then you have like, like two months of winter, which is an ideal. Right. But what are you going to do? You just had like six months of great times. Right. Exactly. You just get you, February. God, February. You're the worst. <sighs> So yeah, as it just is a holiday. I, it needs it needs a better fucking holiday than uh, than Valentine's it just needs Day. A holiday. Well, I do, yeah. dude. It's it's also the shortest month. How did it get so short? Like like literally short shrift. It's like the like they lose days and there's no there's no good holiday in it. Like imagine uh, like in February would be popping off if Christmas was in it. <laughs> Actually, uh, when when uh, when Julius Caesar was rewriting the calendar in, in that time in Rome, in, in Rome, uh, February was considered unlucky, so that's why they shortened it. They wanted to get through it as quickly as possible because huh. it sucked. They just didn't like it. It was a bad. Yeah, month. I, 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 I don't. I don't have receipts for that. Uh, so for the time being, I'm just going to call you a nerd and give you a wedgie. <laughs> oh, my bum! Yes, fair, fair. Um, I, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna have solidarity with Sarge when it comes to fucking car shit because uh, now um, 
as people know, my previous card died, and then the other card that uh, the other card that I was using, uh, I hit a I hit a doe with it, or the doe kamikaze itself into me, which was awesome and not traumatizing in the slightest. And <laughs> after all that shit happened, uh, now finally uh, that that vehicle is in the shop being repaired. So now uh, I'm riding around in a sweet rental for uh, some period of time until uh, the other car is returned. So yeah, so it's been, it's been a hoot and a holler. Cars are the fucking worst. It's How, How's frustrated. your rental? Is it sick? Is it a Cadillac Coupe de Ville? Oh! <laughs> My rental was literally uh, a car shrouded in mystery. It was the cheapest option imaginable. It was so cheap, they wouldn't even show me what it was. I had to literally nice. show up. And then they're like, here's your car. Get out of here. And I was like, thanks. Wonderful. Great. <laughs> no problem. So, so like, yeah. here's your car. It's a genuine Boyota. You're like, yes. But besides that uh, annoyance, uh, tomorrow night is foosball. I actually, we, I get to watch uh, actual uh, tackle football that involves uh, records uh, being uh, wins and losses going on people's official tallies. No more of this preseason flim flam. And uh, nice, so that's nice, nice. Yep. So I will be uh, earnestly watching the, the Rams of Los Angeles battling the Buffalo Bills, which I've never understood why a team in Buffalo is named after a cowboy, but that's neither here nor there. All I care, <laughs> all I care about really is that the game stays under 52 points because I'm wagering on it. So, yes. Wow. Illegal it. gambling and bragging yeah. about it. So illegal. It, it's fucking legal as shit. It's totally it's legal. And- totally below board uh, <laughs> under the table gambling. <laughs> <laughs> Massachusetts just legalized it. They're fucking. It'll, it will legalize it. Yeah. Uh, when is you, Massachusetts you, going to re-legalize online poker? So you could. I know. Um, you know. Oh, you, what's so ridiculous is like uh, the, the DraftKings sports betting app. You can now fucking play casino games on that app. So like, you can literally just give your money to DraftKings by like but- hitting buttons to play like cyber blackjack and cyber craps and all that shit. So they're just taking. They're just robbing you. They're just. It's just legalized robbery what, on the app. What about cyberpunk. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> what about cyberpunk? It, it, I don't it, know. That's it. Uh, oh yeah, but um, <laughs> if we're gonna, if you're gonna do fucking cyber casinos where where it's literally just a house taking people's money, fucking do online poker. Let me play other people. Let me actually like play poker. It's a real game. It's not. It's not hopelessly rigged against me. God damn it! Let us have our internet poker back, you scum. Well, there we go. I managed. I managed to, to assist Mike at squeezing some poker into into the podcast, befitting his name. Uh, yes. But on that note, uh, enough vamping to try to get to 90 minutes. We're just, we're just going to cut it slightly short this week because we had a smaller mailbag than normal. Uh, thank you guys for supporting the show by listening to us. If you'd like to continue the sports show, you can give us a five-star review or you can engage with us on any of our various socials, which will be coming up here in just a second. If you've got money and you'd like to support us, you can do so by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics where you can get over 40 hours of bonus content if you're subscribing to $5 and above, including a series we just started where we are uh, doing a read-through of The Plot Against the King by Cash Patel. And to really (laughs) dagger our friend Frosty, I decided to give it an unfortunate name that we are sticking with. And that name is uh, Cash Writes Everything Around Me or Queem. So if you want to listen to our newest series, Queem, 
you could do so by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash politics. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who is already part of the Beautiful Baby Club. We love ya. Speaking of love, if you have money you don't want to give it to us, you can give it to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. That's in their own words. Seems like a pretty cool mission statement to us. Or, you know, it's your money. You can do a lot of good with it if you'd like to, or you can hoard it and like sleep on it like a dragon if you so choose. But, you know, if you want to do good with it, might I suggest backing blue candidates in elections, especially ones that matter. Mm-hmm. Go blue. Go blue or go home. It doesn't rhyme because it's accurate. And that's <laughs> that's the way of the uh, of the dim party, uh, bland but accurate. <laughs> let's go, yeah. let's let's go. Bland but accurate. <laughs> uh, that's right. My own people. I'm allowed to say it. Yeah. I'm one of them. Uh, thank you so much to DJ Middleball Effort for use of our intro song. He's not on social media, so. Uh, go fuck yourself, I guess. You'll never hear this. Whatever. Uh, thanks to our buddy Frosty, who I mentioned earlier. You can find him on Twitter at FrostyVO. He does all of our voice acting work. Uh, so, bully for him. Lo- love love you too, Frosty. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Hellworld, H-E-L-L-W-Q-R-L-D. You can find me personally on Twitter at HellworldL with Hellworld spelled the same way. You can find Sarge at Sarge in Hell. And, of course, you can find Mike Rains at Poker politics uh so the for another quote-unquote successful episode of the adventures yeah. of the hell world podcast i mean i guess as successful as most weeks right uh all the boys are back in the saddle what a time to be alive uh i have been one of your hosts the mysterious l joined by sarge and our expert in all things q and all crazy mr mike raids good speed patriots Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.